only. Carry on only. Dedicated to inspiring your next global adventure. With award-winning photographer, creative director, and travel expert, Jill Pater. Jill has worked in over 100 countries, has published 21 books on architecture, design, travel, and gastronomy. Now, here's Jill and her co-host, Lisa Polachek. Hello again, Jill. Hello. Will you take us to Hong Kong today? I sure will. Wonderful. How did you decide to go? Well, Hong Kong is a pretty easy one. Hong Kong is really, it's Asia on crack. It's such an easy place to get to. It's set up for tourism. Lots of direct flights daily from most major U.S. cities. So if it's one of your, if you haven't been to Asia before and you're looking for a place to start, Hong Kong is a really, it's it's a great, it's a great starting point. I mean, would it be intimidating though? No. No, okay. no, it's a, it's very travel friendly. You're going to be able to find everything that you need there. It's a major city, bustling. Um, you have everything in terms of food, shopping, culture. It's just, it's, it's a one-stop destination. Wow. How did you sleep when you were there? You, well, that's funny you should ask. Hong Kong, if, if New York is a city <laughs> that doesn't sleep, Hong Kong's got it a hundred times over. In wow. fact, it's not uncommon if you have... Friends living in Hong Kong, it's not uncommon to meet people out for dinner at midnight. You know, that's a common. It's a city that keeps going and going and going. And certainly the central business district, you know, everybody's, you know, working all day and then they, you know, kind of party all night. So it's 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 going, going, going. You will not have problems finding anything to do during the day or at night if you want to. Do things get started slowly in the morning or I, Not really, no. Nope. <laughs> nope, right. This place is <laughs> they, just they, yeah. ready to rock at all times. Ready to rock and roll. That's amazing. What kinds of travelers do well in the environment of Hong Kong? I think a lot of people are first drawn to Hong Kong, usually you know, for business or some type of business reason. But really, anybody can go. I mean, from the onset, you know, it's more than just a major business city, a foodie hotspot, and a place for nightlife. The, the culture runs very deep there. And there's actually something that's not as known about Hong Kong that we don't usually associate it with is nature. 70% of Hong Kong mountains and parks um, and islands. Yeah. But we kind of, in our mind, we tend to think of it more the central business district, the large, you know, large skyscrapers and, and night lights and, you know, the hustle and bustle of that part of the city. But there's actually more than meets the eye there, um, which makes it a great destination if you could be a place you go with your partner. Your partner might be there on business and you're coming along. It could be a girlfriend getaway trip. It mm-hmm. could be a place you go on your own. Did Hong Kong turn you into a nature photographer? <laughs> well, I, I was one a little bit before going to Hong Kong, but I did enjoy the juxtaposition of having like that, that busy city life and then being able to kind of go off and uh, explore the islands a little bit mm-hmm. and, and be, be in nature. Wow. What book or books did you work on while you were there? The main project I was working on there was Asian design. So it's a, okay. it's a coffee table book. A lot of the places that I went in that book are featured specifically in this season of the podcast. Right. Yeah. Excellent. So you'll, our viewers will have the chance to, to log on and see the show notes and see a lot of that photography of, of the places that we're talking about. Wonderful. Well, how did you fill your days? Well, uh, eating is probably a big part. You will not go hungry in Hong Kong. So it's kind of the Sichuan, Cantonese, Japanese, and French food uh, capital of the world. You, you find everything there from very traditional dishes to a, a huge range of international dishes, um, some of the top international restaurants in the world. 
are there and you have everything on all range of budgets from street food on up to the top Michelin star restaurants. Mm -hmm. Did you learn to cook anything? I know sometimes you take cooking classes. I actually didn't so much in Hong Kong. I have taken Cantonese cooking classes before elsewhere, mm -hmm. um, but not specifically in Hong Kong. I recommend there. Actually, there's so many places to eat that you probably don't have as much time for cooking. <laughs> okay. What would you say are the maybe the top three activities or sites that you went to? I think that I, I love I love going into the Buddhist temples. I love there's a place in Mong Kok, um, a dim sum place called Tim Ho Wan. And it's the cheapest Michelin star restaurant in the world. And literally people are lined up for hours and you get, you get a number. And I think it was like number 200 and they just call off the numbers oh. in Cantonese. So people wait like four or five hours to get in. And it's, so that's a just, day. <laughs> yeah. It's just a hole in the wall mm -hmm. and you go in and Hong Kong and in Asia, they're not really that used to single diners except for like luxury hotels where you would have solo travelers. And so I was like literally practically in the kitchen on this little table on like a little kid's stool and I ordered everything off the menu. I think it was maybe $30 total, but it was amazing. It was the best dim sum I've ever had. And what was, what was your experience sitting at a super tiny children's table or like the naughty kids table and then ordering everything? Were people I was in the naughty totally chair checking you and I out? Think, well, I was in the naughty chair and I think, you know, it's interesting. I've had this experience a number of times in the region where- <laughs> Yes, you've been in the like, naughty oh, chair many times. Yeah, many times. <laughs> where it's like, they're like, oh, here's this, you know- white girl she's like not going to order that much or on a diet but then when you order like every you know when you order a lot or you order well it's almost like they have respect for you and the, oh. the the attitude totally changes but no it was it was amazing yeah it was it was so good and such an experience because this is not you know this is not a place in the central business district it's kind of off the beaten path and 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 so many people you know go there and, and again wait for hours mm -hmm. did you end up taking things uh, back to your room with you, or did you just demolish yeah, I, everything? I, I, I'm a big girl. I finished. That's <laughs> I finished my girl. Yeah. Very good. Uh, so that, yeah, that was okay. That so took Buddhist temples, dim sum, dim sum. What would you say? Island there? hopping. So okay. you take the little ferries around to the islands, um, and I think just exploring. You know, I love walking cities. You know, exploring kind of the back streets of Hong Kong, and then yeah, I think the nightlife is is also a top. Yeah. I know I'm over three, but <laughs> I think the nightlife it's is It's your show. Is you're allowed. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, so you did some island hopping. I'm assuming that involves either flights or boats? Just boats. Okay. Yeah, ferries. These are short ferry rides. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What other kinds of transportation did you experience? So the one thing in Hong Kong are taxis are really plentiful and they're relatively cheap. So no matter where you stay in the city, it's pretty easy. Um, it's pretty easy to get ar around. And that's I would say one of the top budgeting tips because Hong Kong can be a bit of a stressor on the wallet in terms of accommodation. It's, oh. it's, it's it can be pretty expensive. So one way to to reduce that is to stay outside the CBD, the Central Business District, and kind of shuttle yourself in daily if you need to be there, or you know explore other parts of the island. Okay, so got that, everyone. Yeah. CBD means Central Business <laughs> <Yes>. District. <laughs> Do you have any other tips or, or secrets about uh, minding a budget while you're there or things that you could maybe do in advance to make it a more affordable trip? Um, well, I think there's so many plentiful flights to Hong Kong mm -hmm. from the U.S., so you, you can find great flight sales there. Um, just kind of keeping an eye on accommodation. I always like to 
look at both in advance and then just pull the trigger when they're both looking kind of good. Um, there's also no sales tax in Hong Kong, so you'll save a little, little bit on shopping. Okay. And but really, I think when you're there too, you know, cabs, getting a transportation isn't a big cost. So that's an area where you save. But you'll probably spend a little bit more on dinners and food just because okay. there's so much of that there. And it sounds like it's worth it. If you're, yeah. Going out all night, yeah. it does add up a little bit. And then in terms of packing considerations, you know, by day you can get away with, you know, pretty casual clothes, comfortable walking shoes. Um, but at night, Hong Kong is dressier. People do, they do bring it to go out at night. Yeah. Especially if you're going to the higher end restaurants or hotels, you're going to want that level of clothing. Is there like a U.S. equivalent of, of the kind of style you would see at night? Probably New York, for lack okay. of a better comparison. Sure. And is there a high season in Hong Kong or a, like a, a time when everyone wants to be there and maybe it would be a budgetary move to try to avoid? Well, the best time to visit is really October through December, but okay. it's, it's similar to, you know, we've had Singapore on the show before. It's, it's a year-round place. It's a major city. It's like New York City. I mean, you can okay. go any time of year. People generally have their favorites, but I would say for Hong Kong, it's October through December. It's Very good. Time. Did you, and so uh, with the no tax thing, the yes. no sales tax, did you personally take advantage of any opportunity to shop? I did it. I love going around to the markets and just seeing what's there. Right. But this was a part of a longer trip that I was on. So I didn't, and it was the first leg of it. So I didn't really want to load up sure. my bags with things. But I definitely, I love window shopping. I love seeing, you know, the fashion stuff, the handicrafts, the markets, and so there, there's plenty of shopping opportunity there if you mm -hmm. want it, but I, I did not. You're a very strong person. I am. I, I, I reserve my budget for food and accommodation. Right. Yeah. right. Which gets me in enough trouble, some. believe me. Yes. yes. Yeah. Back to the naughty chair for you. Okay. Well, this has been great. Thanks for taking us to Hong Kong today. Thank you for coming along. Yes. And uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. That's all that we have time for today with Jill. But please do join us again next month when we do another episode of Carry On Only. Carry On Only. Thanks for listening to Carry On Only, dedicated to inspiring your next global adventure. Listen to Jill take you around the world in style, live every week right here or 24-7 on demand at StarWorldWideNetworks.com. Please remember to like, subscribe, and share. For immediate access to Jill's destination guides, blog, and show notes, please visit JillPater.com. And follow her on Instagram at JillPater.